wild week one. I can't believe it's here finally, and it's already gone. Getting ready for week two. Welcome into the Dynasty Mafia podcast. I'm Antonio with Eric and Keenan. I uh, hope you all had a victorious weekend as well. How was your weekend, fellas? It was like fantastic. Christmas, Christmas morning on Sunday. Um, I what a great what a great week for football. You know, I even without the, the fans in the stands, I thought I didn't even notice the fans. I guess I was just excited to watch some football. Yeah, they were all great games too. Um, it was yeah, it was it was great to just see them on the field, <clears throat> especially since I thought. You know, we all thought there was potentially not even going to be a season. It was just – it was awesome seeing them out there. And it, was a great, it was a great game until that Monday night game, uh, the second one, Titans-Denver, uh, and uh, Steven Guskowski decided to miss, you know, four kicks and uh, cost me a nice ball parlay. So, uh, Steven Guskowski, if you're listening, you owe me 150 bucks. I'll uh, <laughs> send that over whenever. whenever. Send the check payable to Keenan. Yeah. <laughs> so. <laughs> yeah, no, that – in. I forgot. Normally, I love doubleheaders, but man, Monday night, like halftime for uh, for the Broncos game, and I'm just like, or not the Broncos game, uh, halftime for the Pittsburgh game, and I'm like, oh wow, there's another game. This is going to be a long night, and I I think I went to bed before halftime of the Titans Broncos. You're getting old. I know. I'm getting I'm getting way too old, man. Listen, uh, I plan I plan myself for I plan the week ahead for this week. I always I always stay out for both Monday night games, and this year I fell asleep in the third quarter. I was really disappointed, but at least I made it to the second game, I guess. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah, like I said, I was halftime of the second game, so I'm not that. Oh, old. you made it to the okay? Yeah, I think, yeah, I made it, I made it to the second game. Right, it wasn't maybe, that bad. Maybe you're not as old as I thought. But you're right; it was it was a little bit of a boring game. Um, I mean, we'll talk about it a little bit later. But uh, yeah, well, welcome in, welcome in everybody uh, coming back. Uh, for, like I said, for week two, for episode 14. Uh, welcome in anybody new. Make sure you're following us out on Twitter uh, at Dynasty Mafia underscore FF. You can follow me at Antonio Denisi FF. You can follow Keenan at Keenan underscore 716. And you can find Eric at Eric D underscore FF. Make sure also to subscribe to us on YouTube and any five star reviews on Apple Pod. Always appreciated. So we're going to jump here right into the news, notes, and injuries because there is a lot again. But it seems like Allen Robinson feud with the Chicago Bears is done. Uh, they are at peace with each other. It doesn't seem like uh, any contract obviously will be done now during the season, but they said they are going to be taking care of him. Yeah. So Minnesota said the same thing about uh, Diggs uh, the last, last couple of years. Didn't Diggs unfollow everyone in Minnesota? And then followed everyone back, and then they just ended up trading them. So, oh yeah, the wide receivers love the drama, man. I don't blame him. Get paid. I don't blame him at all either. He's never had a great quarterback, and never even had good quarterback play. And he puts up numbers, and somebody has to take care of him because the Jags didn't. But talking about another player that's uh, drama, OBJ. Apparently, Cleveland rumors coming around that he's be getting shopped. After week one, with his three catches, what did you guys make of that? Those got shut down pretty quick, though. Those rumors. Yeah, no, that everyone. There's always rumors with OBJ being traded, but he was shut down. They played a great defense. He played a great cornerback. That's just how it, how it was. 
Um, that that whole Browns team as a whole just had a terrible game. Um, yeah, he's not getting traded. That's drama. It's that whole goddamn city that's dropped. You know, that whole team is just a mess right now. Baker, you know what Baker needs to do? He needs to stop doing State Farm commercials or whatever commercials he's doing and start focusing on progressive. Football. I'm <laughs> progressive. I'm sick. I'm sick of his, his you know what on my television when, and then screwing me in fantasy football. Whatever. Um, <laughs> <now you got laughs> <me. laughs> yeah, I mean he still had ten targets, so I'm not worried. Uh, I think they're going to get it fixed. It's Stefanski's first game as head coach. Uh, I don't know. They they'll, they'll hopefully they'll get that work done. They like you said they played the Ravens great team. Uh, let's shift to some injuries now. A lot of terrible news coming out lately. The biggest, most likely being Michael Thomas, numero uno wide receiver, high ankle sprain, seems to be worse than expected. We all know that by now, and he's going to be missing a few weeks. So what do you do with Michael Thomas? Are you keeping him? Are you trading him? What are you looking at here, Eric? Um, I mean, I would definitely maybe field offers just in case. It's so early in the season. You can't, you can't afford a loss like that and expect to actually, you know. I mean, he can always come back. He, you know, just like Saquon last year, he, he came back extremely quick and, you know, no, nobody thought it was possible. You know, Michael Thomas could be the same way. He could he could be back in a week, so it's kind of tough. But at the same time, I would field offers just because somebody. What if somebody offered you? You know, uh, trying to think of names, maybe even like what DeAndre about Hopkins Calvin Ridley? Calvin Ridley, there you go. That's a good one. Um, I, maybe, I or that, Juju. I don't know. Listen, I I had this problem last year with Devontae Adams when he had that. Um, Turf toe, I think it was week one when he got it on Thursday night football or Monday night, whatever. You're not going to get the value for for Michael Thomas that they Michael Thomas deserves. Everyone's going to be scared to give you you know top top end players unless unless you're in like an eight team league where every, every team is stacked. No one's going to give you the value that you're going to get that you should be getting back from Michael Thomas. Um, I mean, you could try to field the offers. I, you're not going to get what you want. Don't don't just you know trade them just to trade, just to trade them for another wide receiver to plug a position. But I'm I have Michael Thomas and in, in our one keeper league, and I'm keeping him. Um, yeah, I wouldn't trade him for just like anyone, like you said. Um, but if yeah. you're getting a a good offer for him for somebody that might think he's only going to miss a week or two, that's why I say field it just in case. But if if you're not getting anything, if you're not getting a you know a deal that you can't refuse, then obviously you know keep him. Because, like I said, he, he could be back in a week or two. You're more likely you're more likely to try to trade for a wide receiver um, to plug that hole in for a couple of weeks and then trade him and get value. Well, that's what I was saying. If you could trade him for, like, you know, Calvin Ridley and David Montgomery uh, or Calvin Ridley and Melvin Gordon, you know, something along those lines, or maybe like a Juju if you could get that. Um, I'd probably try that. But, honestly, if you've got a good team, if, if you – have other wide receivers that are there to replace Michael Thomas and can service you for a few weeks and you can get away with two or three wins. And then Michael Thomas comes back. I think, I think you're pretty much set for a playoff run. That's, and that's what I did with, with um, the league I was talking about. I traded for uh, DJ Chark from Jacksonville and, and I'll plug him in with Lockett and 
so we'll see how far we get until Michael Thomas gets back. You just got to get in the playoffs. It's a different it's a different ball game once you get in the playoffs. Absolutely. I don't know. I think that's what uh, I think that's the best option, at least in my mind. So I think uh, we'll move on to the other injuries. Let's run down this list. Julio limited uh, Wednesday with a hamstring. Chris Godwin was in the concussion protocol because he had some delayed onset symptoms uh, from Sunday's game, but said he'll be good to go. Mike Evans also limited with a hamstring. John Brown uh, didn't practice Wednesday because of his foot. Kenny Galladay still didn't practice due to his hamstring, as well as Corey Davis. Uh, A.J. Brown was limited with his knee. Uh, Cortland Sutton was limited with his shoulder. Devontae Parker with his hamstring. Uh, Jarvis Landry might be coming back. You think you're going to start Jarvis Landry if he if he plays with the uh, possible Odell issue? And now that Njoku's uh, on IR? I tried to trade for him today. Oh, really? Yeah, I did. Um, before I made that – We'll talk about the, the trade that um, later on. But uh, before I made the, the trade that I made, I tried to push for him, and it didn't happen. But I think I got the better. I got Shark, so I, I'm, I'm happy with that over Landry. So, yes, if he's coming back, yes, I'm playing him. Yeah, I don't okay. know. It's, it's tough. I mean, I mean, I know they played Baltimore, and they just had a terrible game, but it's just – I want to see I want to see another game in, the, in this offense before before I'm starting him, especially coming off that injury. He just seems so consistent. Like I mean, last year I traded for him in a dynasty league, and I was actually surprised how well he he did. Like, I oh yeah, for for sure I agree. It's it's not necessarily his talent; it's just more the offense. Uh, you know, I mean, this offense could barely sustain both Diggs and Thielen. I mean, is it going to be able to sustain? You know, OBJ and Jarvis with Baker as the quarterback compared to Kirk Cousins, you know. Um, so, I don't know. I just I just want to see it see a little bit more before before I'm playing him, especially with his first game back. That's fair. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, Jamison Crowder was limited. He is a great, a great pickup. You better have him uh, on a team in one of your leagues. If not, go check your waiver wire. Make sure somebody else uh, does because he should be on your roster if not. Uh, Golden Tate limited with his hamstring a lot a lot a lot of hamstring injuries coming out um but Deontay Johnson didn't practice with his toe Juju Smith-Schuster who had a two touchdown performance on Monday didn't practice because of his knee uh both of them seem to be on track still for Sunday uh James Conner also didn't practice because of his ankle we're still waiting to hear more on that uh Philip Lindsay's day-to-day uh what do you guys think about that? Do you think Philip Lindsay? You think he's going to play? I mean, it seemed like there was a little bit, uh, a little bit worse than than they thought. But Melvin Gordon looked good. Well, yeah, Lindsay said that he's going to go get a second opinion on the yeah. So, I mean, I'm assuming he's going to be out. If he is, and if you're a Melvin Gordon, if you have some stock in Melvin Gordon, you're probably happy about that. Um, I would probably say I would probably say he's probably going to be out a couple weeks, just like. Just like probably Michael Thomas, they're going to take it easy with these guys. You know, they, it's only week one, and why rush players back, especially on a short uh, off season without without a really intense training camp. Yeah, I'm trying to trade for some uh, some Melvin Gordon. Uh, I think uh, I think he's definitely a good value right now, and um, also you know Josh if Kelly. You, if you wait uh wait a little bit longer the episode. You may want to wait one more week before uh, buying Melvin Gordon. 
uh, when we talk about our guys who are going to stress us. A little preview, Eric? A little preview. Yeah, stick around. Uh, like I was saying, Josh Kelly, rookie for for the Chargers, uh, he stepped up when Justin Jackson got injured uh, with his quad, who also didn't participate today or Wednesday in practice. But Josh Kelly's another player that's got to be on on everybody's or it's got to be on a roster. So make sure if he's on the waivers, grab him. What about uh, we'll talk a little bit about Austin Eckler, Eric? But do you think Josh Kelly can have an impact? I mean, he already has. I guess one could argue. Um, I mean, it's pretty clear that the team wants to give him touches. You know, as a rookie coming in, they just paid Eckler and then they gave him 12 touches, you know, and he got the touchdown. So, I mean, yeah, he's he's definitely going to have an impact. You know, last year, you know, when Melvin Gordon came back, this, this offense had, you know, two good running backs in it, and it was able to uh, sustain both. Um, I'm very worried about Eckler's, uh, you know, passing game work, but – and, you know, when it comes to Kelly, yeah, I, d- I definitely think he can make an impact. I remember last year around this time, we were all waiting for Justin Jackson to, to make an impact while Melvin Gordon was out. And I don't think he ever did. That's where I'm I'm in that boat where I don't think Justin Jackson or uh, Kelly are going to make a big impact or take away from Eckler. Well, I meant like when Eckler and Gordon were in yeah. the offense. But uh, just, I, like, I, don't, I mean, I don't think it's going to be a huge impact, I guess. Like, I don't think he's going to be going and getting, you know, 12 to 15 carries and a touchdown every week. I don't think that. I think it's going to shift more into, you know, Eckler being more of, you know, dominating the carries. I mean, Eckler got 19. I don't think they're going to be running it 40 times a game. Um, So that's more so, you know, I I think the running, you know, the rushing attempts coming down is going to affect more of Kelly's reps compared to Eckler's. That's fair. That's fair to say. Hey, Anthony, why don't you tell us how how many uh, boxes of tissues you went through after Miles Sanders was rolled out last week? Yeah, I have him. I have him in a lot of places: redraft, dynasty, best ball. Uh, it was it was a rough week one, but he's practicing fully, so that was a good thing. He's coming back. Uh, I'm excited for that. Uh, you know, Philadelphia needs some kind of a shining light. Uh, I think right now, after getting smacked by. Uh, by the Washington football team. But somebody else getting smacked, Le'Veon Bell getting smacked around by Adam Gase, sent to IR. I swear that man meant to get Le'Veon Bell injured. I promise you people he's out to get him. Frank Gore, he just he, – he, Adam Gase wants him everywhere. Somehow, some way, <laughs> Frank Gore has gotten an injury to be able to lead on the teams he's gone to. It's crazy. He put a bounty out on, on his own running back. He really does. Like he did it to LaShawn McCoy. He did it when he was in Miami. It, it's just, it needs to stop. There was such a freak injury too. I don't know if you saw it. He just like it was like a penalty. He tripped over someone's feet. I think. Well, yeah, because he. And he like, how long he's out for? They send they sent him out so far with so he's out at least three weeks. Um, they switched it from six weeks to three weeks this season. But like I told you, I wouldn't be surprised if Adam Gase like you know pushes him down the stairs or something. I he was like he, like he was like calling for a flag while he while he fell to the ground and then all of a sudden he just grabs at his hammy like he didn't realize <laughs> that his hammy, like, maybe then, he's finally getting smart and just doesn't want to play. Then Adam Gase said that he, he should never put Lin- Lindsay. Uh, he should never put him back into the game. Uh, right. Like what? That's why I'm, I'm telling you, he made sure he was getting injured. Like what are you doing? Uh, I, I feel so bad. Money and you're gonna you know put him at risk. 
What an idiot. Yeah, I feel so bad. Um, Duke Johnson uh, limited with his ankle. Uh, David Johnson looked good, though. That's for sure. Looks like a little spring, like young spring chicken again. Uh, George Kittle did not practice uh, yesterday with his knee. Shanahan did say that he fully expects him to be there on Sunday, but, I mean, I'm worried. I'm going to be honest. I'm a little bit worried about George Kittle. Don't be. I'll say that. I, I just I, – I think the first couple weeks, I, I think that – I think maybe they should sit him for a week, but I know he's really the only thing left. I mean, Ayuk might not play. Debo just got put on IR. It's – I understand it. Trust me. You're on one. You don't want to start on two. It doesn't look good to be uh, – percentage-wise to be making the playoffs, but you're still defending uh, NFC team uh, champ. I, I think that they got to make the smart decision. So – Jack Doyle, Gerald Everett, Leighton Vander Esch all got injured as well. Uh, Leighton Vander Esch is going to be out at least half the season. That's a little big, big blow for Dallas. And I think that wraps up almost everything. Man, that's a lot of uh, things going on. We'll get updates as we come for the week. Um, that's for sure. But just keep an eye out for all your players. So a few things we want to look over from week one. Um, I got a little segment here. Can you see it? So what, what I want to ask here is, what'd you say? What? Can you see it? You're going to find out. You're going to find out what you're going to see. Josh Jacobs, whom I think we're all maybe realizing should have been a little bit higher in everybody's eyes because the Raiders are not lying so far when it seems that they want to get him involved in the passing game. He, he had a career high four catches. Do you think Jer- Josh Jacobs is going to get more than 40 this season? Because that's going to make him a top three running back if he if he does. I mean, if you do the math, four times sixteen, if he gets four every every week. Yeah, he will. Um, I think he will. I definitely do. I think he's I think he's proven it that he he he's effective receiving in college and now in in week one here. And I mean, it's like Derek Carr's uh, security blanket too, kind of. You know, so. Why? I can definitely see it. All right. Yeah, yeah I right, agree. There you go. He's. I mean, even if he, even if he has a few games with only you know two catches, you know two, three, four catches. I mean, it won't take much for him to get to forty, and they need to use him, especially with Henry Ruggs getting injured too. Brian Edwards didn't really do anything like everyone expected him to do. All they really have there is Waller. Um, so yeah. Uh, what about uh, Derrick Henry? He had three catches. Do you think he's going to top 40 as well? Oh, that that might be a, a season high. Um, he could if they, I don't I don't know though because if you think about it, you know, AJ Brown had a down game, you know, they used Corey Davis. He he had the best game on the team, which probably won't happen again, but I don't know. I don't know. It, he's never got there. It's been what 4 years now. And, I don't think he he can get there. He can- How about you, Keen and Derrick Henry? 40, 40 plus catches. No, that's all I got. No, all right, all right. James Robinson was the only running back uh, in the league for well for the Jaguars. Only running back in the league to have a hundred percent of his team's carries. Uh, rookie. How about him? Do you think he could finish as a top twenty running back? A lot of those carries came in the first half. They've said they want to give him a big workload. Top twenty running back, Keenan. 
Uh, who's this? James Robinson? No, just based until until he proves until he proves it to me. No. Okay. How about you, Eric? Uh, yeah, just based off the workload that he's gonna get. Yeah, I think he can do it. Yeah, he had the most rushing yards for an undrafted free agent in their first game uh, in NFL history. Uh, how about Matt Ryan? He had 450 yards. They are going to throw the ball this year. Does Matt Ryan throw for 5,000 yards, Keenan? Yes, leap year. We talked about it. Yeah, leap, leap year, yep. I, I, I don't see how he doesn't. I mean. Yeah, I, I'm there, man. I'm there. Let me make one point real quick. Yeah. I thought they were going to – run the ball more and then they had and then they threw the ball what 50 times 12 three three wide receivers had 12 targets three yeah but they they said they were going to give Gurley 15 to 25 touches and he yeah, had he i did. believe 15 he had 16 yeah he had 14 rushes and two catches i mean they're just they're, they're cranking plays out where we told you guys atlanta's gonna be crazy i called kelvin ridley we'll talk about that later this week or later in the show um, anyways, Aaron Rodgers, though, another guy that's going crazy, had four touchdowns, 364 yards, looked like he was eight years younger. Is he throwing for 40 touchdowns this year? I don't think he gets to 40, but I do think he has a much better year than he did last year. I'm never doubting Mr. Rodgers. Yes. All right. I I think he's going to get – yeah. I, I If I had to go – if that was my over-under, I might say under, but it's going to be like 38, 39. He, he looked good. That team looked good. DeAndre Hopkins, uh, I was dead wrong week one so far. 14 catches. 14 catches. Nobody else had like anything. So is he going to get a career high 116 catches, Keenan? Flip a coin. I, I mean, it's, that's well, 160 is a lot. Let's he's just, on pace for 224. So <laughs> I'll say yeah. I DeAndre Hopkins is a great player. Well, <laughs> who am I to doubt him? I mean, he only needs 102. Like he he only needs now to get just about seven catches a game for the rest of the season, and he will he'll hit his career high. So he played the 49ers, which is a tough defense. So. Exactly. Like and honestly, so. Uh, Kyler Murray had 43% of his passes behind line of scrimmage. That was beyond more than any other quarterback. So they, they were just dinking and dunking a lot of it. I mean, Hopkins had, I think, two touchdowns called back. Uh, he was throwing the ball to him a lot. I just I don't know if I could see that continuing. I think it took advantage of a, a San Francisco team that was a little bit beaten up too. So yeah, I'd say don't expect, don't expect wide receiver one kind of targets, like, like overall fantasy wide receiver one, like, what Michael Thomas did last year, but I, yeah, I think he's, he, he could definitely hit over 116 with the, with, I mean, who else is there? I mean, other than Kirk, you know? Yeah. I mean, yeah, nobody had more than, nobody else had more than three catches. So it was kind of crazy. Um, the Ravens looked real good though. They looked real good, but Lamar did it with only seven rush attempts for 45 yards. So do you think he's going to have, 100 rushes again this year? At least 100 rushes? Yes, he will. They were up on the Browns. And why would you put your quarterback in danger of running the ball? Yeah, I don't think he really even had to do do much running this. I, it, it wasn't necessary. And, and I don't think it's going to be that easy for him every week. So, yeah, I, I think he definitely gets over 100. All right. 
I think he's definitely going to go over 100 as well for the record. So we definitely had a lot of uh, overreaction going on this week, a lot of surprises, a lot of truce coming out, and uh, we're definitely going to be able to see a lot more of that fold into the season. Uh, like we mentioned, you know, Josh Jacobs is getting some catches. Derek Henry's getting some catches. DeAndre Hopkins now is getting targeted. So it's good to see some things like that come into fruition. And uh, we're going to talk about three things that we learned every week. So far this week, Arizona may be for real. We kind of just hinted at that a little bit. They beat the defending NFC champions. They beat their division rival, the San Francisco, in San Francisco. I mean, that was kind of uh, kind of a good thing to see and uh, let you know that what we, what we saw in the second half last year of uh, Arizona was translating well. Um, Arizona, guys, I think we've all been pretty high on them statistically. We, we think there's been some good things to come. So you, you guys agree with that? Yeah, they were one of my last last place to first place picks. Um, for yes, my, they were. Yeah, so I, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not shocked at all. I mean, I'm a little shocked with DeAndre Hopkins having 14 uh, catches or targets. Was that targets? Catches, catches. 17 targets. Yeah, I'm, I'm a little shocked by that. Um, I didn't think he was going to make that big of an impact right away, but um, I'm not shocked at all that uh, that they beat up on a on uh, the 49ers who are pretty beat up themselves. So. Yeah, yeah I, I think that as well. Uh, this this Hopkins and uh, uh, Murray connection is it's going to be fun to watch over the next few years, and I'm I'm actually extremely happy that he was traded traded away uh, from the Texans. They created two great fantasy stories: David Johnson and um, Hopkins. And yeah, they yeah. did. How yeah, they great did. to watch for both, for both of them. I mean, I mean, I'm I'm happy for both players, and and let's not. I don't think we mentioned it. And Hopkins got a big contract extension, um, so he's probably he's probably really happy. Yep. <laughs> yeah, they paid him, and they they showed why. And uh, speaking of somebody else who uh, who's got paid, and then uh, team showing them uh, that they're they're believing them, Russell Wilson. They uh, let, they let him throw the ball. <laughs> they <laughs> let my man cook. Mr. Unlimited. Mr. Unlimited got to cook. Man, that was pretty. Uh, that was one of the best games of the week. That's for sure. <clears throat> he went wild, and you. You mean fourth down, thirty-yard touchdown to DK. They had, they had uh, second and eight or longer eleven times. They threw it all eleven times. I, I just, uh, I think they don't think this was just a showcase for week one because they were playing Atlanta. I really don't. I think this is what's going to happen. They're going to be throwing that ball a lot, and they're going to let Chris Carson do his thing. Uh, and get some short yard touchdowns and um, change of pace. And the only thing with Carson, though, that now that you mention him, is he didn't have as many rushing attempts as Carlos Hyde did. So that's that's something to keep an eye on. Um, but yeah, I mean, watching that Seahawks game, I I watched every game for thirty the thirty minute rundown for every game. Um, and as I was watching at thirty minutes, I'm like, man, this is the best team in the NFC. I don't see anyone who's better than them. You... Yeah, they're they're gonna be they're gonna be scary good. Uh, I want to know: Do we think DK is legit? Do we think he can be a potential top fifteen fantasy wide receiver? <sighs> Not this year. Yeah. But well, I mean, I guess that's a lie. If if Russ does what he does and he throws thirty plus touchdowns, DK will be. He'll probably be a top ten with Tyler Lockett. They're both wide receiver ones. 
Um, but uh, right now, week one, I, I can't say that. Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah, not just yet. Uh, another thing, third thing we learned, the hype was real. Clyde Edwards Alaire had a hundred eight yards on the ground. A star was born, as Eric said. You know you what know. it was? Can I? Sorry, but like I said, Kareem Hunt, a star was born on Thursday night, and the the play uh, where Kareem Hunt was born was that that pass, you know, that deep pass for the touchdown that he had, and the play that Clyde Edwards Alaire was born, the star was born. Was when he made that cut for the touchdown. His his uh, was a twenty seven year touchdown run. Mm-hmm. That was the play. He was born. That, that cut. I make. The, I mean, I make that cut in, in my backyard every once in a while. But uh, <laughs> that was a pretty impressive. That was really impressive. I I I don't think I caught it live. I think I saw it earlier today. I'm like, whoa. That was it. Was it a linebacker? He. And you could tell the, the difference between him and Daryl Williams. Like, Daryl Williams was being tackled. He couldn't even beat the first defender in open field. Um, and it was clear that Clyde was by far the better running back there. Um, you, know, you know how happy I am that two years ago I traded you a second-round pick and a first-round pick for for uh, my first-round pick that you had for a team that was – Yeah, looking. yeah. And now look at me. <laughs> look at me. Yeah, well – that 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 did happen to work out in your favor just by by magic, of course. Um, but I'm yeah, I'm not worried. He didn't have any catches. He did have two targets. I think that uh, you know, 25 rushes on the ground. He's he's definitely getting north of 300 touches. That's for sure. He did get the touchdown too. Now that you say that, like there, you know, first game. Let's not let's not you know open the whole the whole you know is his whole arsenal. Yeah, they just didn't need to do it. Yeah, they they it wasn't necessary. Um, and, and, you know, along with the hype on CEH, the hype of Jonathan Taylor, we're going to see it guys. I mean, he had uh, six catches for 67 yards. I don't think we knew he was going to do that through the air. Uh, but we know that Phillip Rivers looked rough and he's going to throw a lot of short passes. Marlon Max gone. Naeem Hines looked great, but Jonathan Taylor guys, it, is he now an RB one? Like, is, is he a lock? He's going to be finished as an RB one. I think so. Yeah. Hines scare you at all? Not at all. I think yeah. I think Hines has a good. I think Hines, after seeing seventeen targets going to the two of those guys, yeah. uh, I'm I'm not surprised that that's gonna after Jonathan Taylor still getting six targets. I'm not worried. Yeah, he's I, gonna, he's gonna he's gonna dominate uh, the carries, and he's still gonna get plenty of passing work. I mean, well, it's well, gonna be hard for him not to be a, top, a running back one. The only thing that that scares me about Hines is. Frank Wright, their coach, there's been a lot of reports out of that how much he likes him. That's the only thing that scares me about when it comes to Jonathan Taylor. I'm not saying he's going to take away from Jonathan Taylor, um, but he yeah, might. Yeah, don't be worried, but like I like I said on a previous show, man, Naeem Hines is great. He was compared to Elvin, Elvin Kamara when he was coming out from NC State. Like, the guy's got a lot of flash, but he's not a bell cow. He's only he, – he's the at best – you know, third down back. So that's Alvin why they Kamara have Jonathan Taylor. What did you say? You think uh, Alvin Kamara's a bell cow? I think he's shown that he can handle 250-plus touches. I don't know if Naeem Hines could do that. But, but, but let me ask you, has Hines ever had the opportunity to do that? No, but there's a reason. Alvin Kamara he's almost had it. not going to now either with Jonathan Taylor. Oh, no, he's yeah, not going to get it now. But I'm um, just... 
But I like, yeah, no, I like Naeem Hines. I think he's got 65, 70 plus catch potential. He should have been grabbed and probably your top priority for all your waivers. If for some reason he's on the waivers, grab him now. Like literally, as you're hearing me, just stop. We're going to stop for you for a moment so you can just take a, just go look. I will say, not there. Don't if look. anything happens to Jonathan Taylor, Naeem Hines could legitimately be seeing He'd be a top five targets back. a game. Yeah, he'd be Legit. top five running back. He'd, yeah, he'd be getting would, 15 and 20 touches a game. And, if anything uh, happened to either one of them, I mean, if Naeem Hines go down, I mean, Jonathan yeah. Taylor goes even higher than he already is. Yeah, true. Uh, so a little bit more on the hype, guys. J.K. Dobbins had two touchdowns. Battling Mark Ingram there. Uh, Cam Akers had 14 touches, even though he didn't – or 14 carries, even though he didn't start the game. Uh, wound up having a catch, so he had 15 touches total. Uh, I don't know. I think uh, I think those rookie running backs, they're going to be fulfilling, guys. I think they will. Like you said, they're you living got, up to the hype. Zach Moss definitely looked like he was taking over Devin Singletary for most of the game, even though he was out snapped. He still did a lot. Um, yeah, poor, there's a lot of good things to come. Swift, poor DeAndre Swift. Yeah, DeAndre Swift struggling with Adrian Peterson, looking as great as he did. And he caught but, that. Um, and he uh, dropped that ball. Wow. Man, dropping the end zone. Yeah, yeah. Wow, he dropped the ball. That's right. Well, there's gonna be better days to come for all the rookies, I'm sure. And we're gonna talk about better days ahead for a few players that maybe didn't do the best this week. But there's nothing to fret about, folks. And a couple players this week: Saquon Barkley. Uh, don't worry. Don't worry about you know the six yards rushing that he happened to have. It, I know it was rough on 15 carries nonetheless, but he did lead the team in targets with nine. He had six catches. They played probably the best run defense in the league, if not the best defense with the Pittsburgh Steelers. He'll be fine. Joe Mixon, Eric, tell us, will Joe Mixon be fine? Oh, yeah, he'll he'll be fine. I mean, that that was the first game, limited, uh, limited offseason season. The rookie quarterback, you know, A.J. Green's first game in how long? I mean, this offense just needs to get in sync. Yeah, there's better days ahead for him. Keenan, what about your boy Keenan Allen? Better days ahead for him? Absolutely. When it comes to either – when it comes to uh, wide receivers, I look at the targets that they're getting after a bad game. And uh, he had eight targets, and I don't – he, if he would have scored a touchdown, he w- we wouldn't be talking about him in this segment. He caught four of those eight, um, and he, he's a great PPR guy, as we've known over the years, and I think he'll, he'll be just fine. Yeah, I agree. I think another guy would be Cooper Cup as well. Yeah. Um, and, yeah. and even Tyler Higby. I mean, those are my guys, uh, obviously, and Jared Goff as well. I guess that whole Rams offense, <laughs> that whole Rams passing game, well, when you, outside of Robert Woods, because obviously he had a good game. I was just about to say that. They, they're they not going to target Robert Woods as much as they did that this past week. Yeah, that, and also I wanted to mention, they were another team. You know, there was a few teams that ran a lot this week, and yeah. they ran the ball 40 times. Um, and I think this is a lot of – McVay just wanting to establish the run early. He was, you know, he was giving work to all three backs. I think they just need to figure out who they want. Um, and eventually, once somebody takes over, cough, cough, Cam Akers, um, it, it's going to be more balanced, and they're going to be throwing the ball a little bit more. Um, yeah. So I'm not, I'm not worried about all the passing weapons there. 
Yeah, and uh, I'm going to talk about Odell Beckham. Uh, he had 10 targets, like we mentioned earlier. Don't be worried about him. Jarvis Landry might come back. And Joku went to IR. Hooper did not do well. Odell is really the best option, the only option right now. And uh, there's going to be a lot better things to come. They got the hard team out, out of the way in the beginning. Obviously, they'll play him again later. But Last year, last year he only had six catches against Ray, Ravens in both meetings. So, I mean, it's just a trend that's happening. So, don't be worried about him. True. Very true. Well, one thing I want to mention about Saquon, I, I did look up um, 2019 offensive, offensive line stats. And last year, the Giants were ranked 22nd. So, I don't think – I think – we've known that they had a bad offensive line before the season started. So it somehow looked worse. I don't know. Um, I don't know. I mean, look, looking worse and, and actually being, being, I guess, I mean, I think that was more of that Steelers defense. Yeah. That's what I was trying to get to. Like they look worse cause of the Steelers defense. I mean, uh, yeah, not JJ Watt, uh, his brother, uh, what the hell is his name? Yeah, uh, TJ Watt. And don't, don't panic sell Saquon. Please don't get the value. If you're going to sell him. Yeah. Don't be trading him for, uh, I don't know. Trying to if I'm trading Saquon, I'm 100% getting either Zeke, uh, Zeke Kamara or Clyde Edwards Alaire. At least yeah. one of the, like, I'm not trading him away yeah. for anyone below that. Yeah. No. Yeah, I mean, okay. I mean, unless how about, you get, right, how unless about you get a you really trade, good package, you know. Would you trade Saquon for Jonathan Taylor? No. 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 Okay. All right. We're going to move on now. Another segment. We are segment heavy today. I love it. I love it. I love it. Segment central. Uh, what did you say? Segment central. Segment central. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about waivers. Uh, we know your waivers have already ran. But we want to talk about the players that you've picked up. Are they going to be one-week wonders, or are they going to be some hits? So, Eric, Benny Snell took over after Connor got, uh, you know, he was ineffective before he actually got injured. Benny Snell looked like a different Benny Snell from last year. Is he a one-week wonder, or is he going to be a hit? If James Connor plays 15 full healthy games – He's a one-hit wonder. Unfortunately, I don't think that's going to happen. So, no, I, th- I think Benny Snell is going to have some more good games coming in the future. Okay. Keenan, Joshua Kelly, we talked about him a bit ago. Uh, he proved that he can, you know, maybe hold some standalone flex value, uh, especially in those 12 teams in deeper leagues. Had 60 rushes on 12 carries yeah, and got the touchdown. One-week wonder, or is he a hit? He's a wonder. He, he, I think, Eric, you mentioned it that uh, their coach said that he, they are going to commit to trying to get the ball to Eckler. And them saying that to me is, is, is enough for me. So yeah, they, they said they wanted to make they're, – they're still going to make it a priority to uh, get him the ball. Uh, like I can find the exact quote. Um, like I mentioned last year, J- Justin Jackson was supposed to help Eckler out during uh, the time while um, Gordon was holding out and Justin Jackson – didn't really make it that big of an impact. Eckler, Eckler was still able to to control the, the backfield there, and I think that's going to happen here again. The, the part that worries me is that Lynn also admitted that the scheme uh, that that they're kind of you know using towards Tyrod Taylor kind of um, limits uh, the, the checkdowns to the running backs, and that's also a big part uh, of the reason why you know you saw Eckler only what do you only get one or two targets? 
they paid him. There's he no had five play. targets and he got a catch, but he had the 19 rushes. But, yeah, I was going to mention that is Tyrod Taylor actually had the second most air yards this week of all quarterbacks. Like, you, he did not do that in any team in the past. And, and, and as you said, that's not good for the running backs. So, maybe a little bit of cause for caution with Austin Eckler as – a top five running back if anybody had those anticipations, but I, I drafted him in like three, three of my redraft leagues and I'm, I'm taking caution right now. I'm, I'm yeah, but you probably bit. drafted him as like your eight to 10 running back. Right. And if he gets still 18 to 20 touches and Kelly can still get eight to 10. Yeah. Could You're, be, could be good for them. Um, Sammy Watkins <laughs> had a great week one. Did it again. So he was uh, on the field for 79% of the snaps. He led all those receivers with nine targets. Uh, I think he – I think he, you know, did he establish himself as the third option there, uh, Eric? And and is he a one-week uh, a one-week hit or a wonder if that's the case? Don't waste your bad. Uh, <laughs> one-week wonder. I think he's – I, I actually think he's always been the third option. I don't necessarily think he had to establish himself. Um. I don't know. He he's gonna have a lot of games where he he does nothing, and then he's gonna have these random games, you know, throughout the year that that he goes off. The, but that's just how that offense works outside of Travis Kelsey and Tyreek Hill. Um, one week it's gonna be Hardman, one week it's gonna be Robinson, one week it's gonna be Watkins. I think it's gonna be the same thing as last year. How it you know how it kind of switched between those three. Um, I, I'd rather have Corey Davis over him. And I'm not a Corey Davis fan. I would, I would too. I'll be honest. Yeah. I would rather take Corey Davis. Yeah. I, I, this, this is the same story that I've seen the last few years, and and the thing that also scares me is they they targeted Robinson a lot too. Was that the was that the young guy? Yeah. That, Robinson right? actually, I believe he had a touchdown that got called back. Well, he dropped it. He dropped yeah, well, he had it. dropped it, but he's had that problem last year, and. He had the chance to lead. He couldn't. I mean, Demarcus Robinson's good. He's been on the team for a while, but going to pull Nicole Hardman. Try to yeah, get Nicole Hardman's going to just have to come out. So. Um, Paris Campbell, second-year wide receiver for the Colts, did really well. Looked to be uh, Philip River, one of Philip Rivers' favorite targets. Keenan, is he a uh, uh, one-week wonder or a hit? I have no idea. I have no idea. I, I, I think if he. If you get if you you got him cheaper on Fab, obviously I you should be happy. Um, like you said, he he was one of his main Rivers' main targets this past week. He had six receptions for seventy one yards. So I guess time will tell for him. That's true. I don't I, I don't think him. he's a one one hit wonder. He he was actually people liked him coming out last year. He he was uh he, had he was talent. my second wide receiver. He, yeah, oh, he just he had, just had injuries. Last couple, last episode, you were talking about the rookie that they drafted and how Parrish Campbell's not going to do anything. Now, now Parrish Campbell is not a one-week wonder to you. Me? Yeah, you. Who was I talking about? Who did they draft? Why can't Michael I Pittman Jr. Pittman Jr. Yeah, I didn't talk about Pittman Jr. Yes, you did. Don't. I, I'll, I'll have to look it up. We'll have to go check the tape. We'll have to check the yeah, tape. Yeah, I don't remember talking yeah, about but, um, yeah, but uh, no, I, I love Paris Campbell. I'm excited that uh, I, I hate myself for not getting more shares of him, even though I this is kind of what I thought would happen. I don't know. I don't know maybe what uh, yeah, what, what, what went there. Is he going to be but, able to keep this going, though? That's my thing. I I don't know. That's... Yeah, true. Um, so we'll, we'll move on uh, to Adrian Peterson. Is 
his 94 yard performance is that worth rostering eric is he a one-hit wonder or uh yeah you gotta roster him he was just picked up by them and already given what 14 carries uh, it's the same as uh, Legarrette Blunt. He's gonna he's gonna feed him carries just because uh, that's just what he does. Um, he did it with Carryon and Blunt. He's gonna do it with who's he with uh, Patricia. Patricia, yeah, um, yeah. He's gonna cause he's gonna cause a headache over there. It's not gonna be too fun, but uh, but he's worth rostering if he's gonna be getting double digit carries. You know, that's true. He's worth having as your what fifth running back. I don't know. I think I personally, I don't, I don't want him. Um, I wouldn't have wasted my fab with him, but somebody, somebody I do want though, Robbie Anderson, Carolina Panthers. Uh, he had a really good game, a great 75 yard touchdown. Um, it just looked like uh, him and Teddy Bridgewater were getting along really well. Um, and they're going to be probably playing a lot of high, high scoring contests this year with that defense looking rough. So I would look for Anderson to do well. And I'd look for DJ Moore to have a big uh, bounce back, uh, he's definitely a low-end flex option, uh, Anderson. Did you see a video today where he thought the Panther met? Sir Purr. I was dying when I saw that. <laughs> that was so Sir, funny. Sir Samuel was like, what are you talking about? Yeah, for those of you who haven't Sir seen Purr. Sir Purr, you guys just, just go Google Sir Purr. I'm sure you'll see it. <laughs> um, Keenan, Malcolm Brown for the Rams, the starter. 18 carries for 79 yards and two touchdowns. What's going on with him? Is he uh, is he a hit or a one week wonder? I don't think he's a one week wonder. Maybe like a three week wonder. I think I think until um, Eckler um, Acres gets gets established there, I think he's going to be the the bell cow. But um, once Acres gets going, I think that's his job. So so if you're if you're short on a running back, in my case where Fournette got cut and I needed a running back, I spent a lot of fab on him just just to get me by for the next couple weeks. And I think you'll be okay with him for the next couple of weeks. But once Acres gets established, don't look for it to ha- keep happening. That's fair. I, I, you know, part of me really, really thinks that Marcus Valdez-Scantling might wind up being that second wide receiver over Alan Lazard. I fell for it last year when they talked him up in camp. They talked him up in camp again this year. But he had the second most targets. He had six of them. He got four catches for 96 yards and a touchdown, had a real nice touchdown uh, under 30 seconds in the first half. I just – I feel like if Aaron Rodgers is back to Aaron Rodgers like we feel like he may be, that second wide receiver, they're going to be getting probably close to double-digit touchdowns. Uh, it might look good for him. And uh, speaking of another player that got double-digit touchdowns in a high-power offense, Eric, talk to us about Russell Gage. Oh, sorry. I guess I – probably should have mentioned i do think that marquez valdez scaling is going to be a hit so make sure you, you do pick him up he was only rostered eight percent uh on yahoo prior to waivers running uh so and russell gage eric two percent rostered on yahoo had 12 targets what do you think about him i'd scoop maybe scooping up scoop him up in deeper leagues um but matt ryan's not going to throw 450 every game hayden hurst is going to establish himself some more um I'm not really – I'm not spending any fab. I'll, I'll pick him up as a free pickup and stash him in a, in a deeper league, but I'm not really I, – I don't. I think he's more of a one-hit wonder, as we were saying before. He might never get 12 targets again. I'll just say that. I don't know. He looked good last year, though, uh, in, in the slot yeah. for them. 
Uh, near the end of the year when they traded uh, got rid of Sanu and then, then Hurst. Or, I'm sorry, he Hooper. Look, he, he looks good. I just don't think there's going to be enough there for him to keep that up all season. I agree. Yeah, and, and like you said, Hurst, Hurst is going to get better. He, he ran the most routes of any tight end the whole uh, uh, in the whole league. So um, the more than five targets are sure to come. Um, that's going to wrap up our, uh, our segment on the one week wonders or the hits for the waiver this week. Uh, now let's just talk uh, quickly here about uh, winners and losers. Each of us, uh, Keenan, why don't you start us off? Someone we've been uh, talking a bit about today, but who, who would be your winner? Jonathan Taylor. And I hate to crown someone a winner after, after week one, just because of an injury, but he's a fan. He's going to be a fancy football uh, stud if he gets those carries and now with Mac out, he's guaranteed those carries. I don't, I think if you had Taylor, you were probably going to, with a healthy Mac, you're probably going to see the first like eight weeks, maybe a split carries until Taylor took over. But now Taylor's taking fully taking over the number one running back role in week two. So if you have Jonathan Taylor, you're probably happy. Yeah. Like you said, never, never want to see it through injury. And it's, I think it's, I guess the biggest kept secret people were hoping for <laughs> this whole uh, beginning of the drafts, especially grabbing them in round four and five. Um, that's a good winner though. Eric, tell us about your winner. Vindication is here. Yeah. It's a guy I've been talking about all off season. I've been scooping him up in leagues, but it's Darius Slayton wide receiver for the New York giants. Um, everyone else seems to think that the only reason he does good is because somebody's hurt. Um, and you know what? You can you can play that card for as long as you want, but the whole plays that card. Your brother does, Antonio. Either way, he's always got th- three out of the four of you know Golden Tate, Shepard, Ingram, Saquon. He's always playing with at least three of them. You know why? Why aren't the other three doing any better from you know the fourth one being injured? You know what I mean? Why didn't Shepard get more targets because of Tate Tate's injury? You know, I, I think Slayton's talented, and he, he's going to be great. He's got a connection with Jones. Um, he took advantage of a very talented uh, defensive back team. Like we said, they're probably the best defense in the league. So your third or fourth wide receiver is bound to be open. And but he yeah, was the second right. wide receiver that, that night. He was he was the wide receiver, too. In, oh, yeah, I'm sorry. You're right. With Golden Tate being out, yes. Yeah, sorry. But I meant third or fourth option, my apologies, behind, like, Barkley and, and Evan Ingram. And he ended up being the number one option. I mean, he got the he most He did. Targets. He got the most targets. I just want to see more. I want to see some more. I know him and Jones came in had a connection last year. Um, I think it's a good winner to pick for sure. I just need to see another week of it, especially if he's going to smash his ADP. That's fine. I, I'm sure he will. We That was a good call. But if, when Golden Tate comes back, I want to see what's going on with it. It was too um, far Barkley. <laughs> my uh my winner uh i mentioned earlier josh jacobs i really i personally just i maybe should have had him higher or fallen into that uh, more belief of him getting the ball but uh through the air but i mean 29 touches he was the running back one was ahead of mccaffrey by almost six points it just it looks like he he's ready to be a bell cow uh had three touchdowns i, I think there's just uh, he, he's a lock for a top five running back this year. Uh, I really think so. Uh, another top five running back is my loser. We talked as well about Saquon Barkley. Uh, I just, I think that that line looked rough, Keenan, like you mentioned. And it, it, it's just, 
it was scary to see. Uh, we know they play the tough defense. We keep saying that. But uh, I don't think that uh, everything looked good in general. So I'm hoping the Giants can get it together. But Saquon Eric might Slate be looking in good. for a, a long year. What was that, Eric? I said Darius Slayton looked good. <laughs> yeah. Uh, why don't you tell me about your loser? Uh, yeah, well, we just talked about him earlier, but it's Austin Eckler. Um, you know, it's pretty obvious. You know, if he, he literally looks like he's going to be losing, like, about half of his receiving work compared to what he did last year. Um, Joshua Kelly, and like we said, could be making a small impact there. Um, it, it just, yeah. I mean, that, that offense as a whole is just, you know, as Lynn said, Anthony Lynn said, um, they're, they're kind of just limit, limiting the way the offense is being run, the scheme being run uh, with Tyrod Taylor. It's just limiting the uh, check downs to the running backs, and it's really hurting his value. Keenan? Yes, sir. Yeah. Yes, sir. I've been waiting for this all night. I, you know, I talked about it a couple times in the previous episodes, and people looked at me like I had seven heads. But a loser this week was Christian. I almost said a bad word, McCaffrey. Yeah, he was awesome. Yeah, he, he, I believe he had a touchdown, whatever. Um, but the thing that scares me, four targets. Last year, he averaged almost nine targets a game. That's more than half that, that they cut they cut um, his targets down. I don't know if this is this a one game thing. I don't know, but new quarterback, new coaching staff. There's a chance he might have a smaller smaller role in that uh, passing game. I'm not saying trade. I'm not saying trade McCaffrey. Don't do anything stupid or crazy. But it seems like there's a lot of mouths to feed there in Carolina. And yeah, I agree. I mean, they they had 34 pass attempts, and only four of them I mean, went. To the, and I, I mentioned. I said this. I'm. No one wants to listen to. Mr. But he did have two touchdowns and almost 100 yards on the ground. So oh, he, he had 23, 23 rushes. Yeah, yeah, I'm not saying he's not going to get his shares on the on the on the rushing and and he's obviously going to get his touchdowns. Yeah. But a lot of his points came from PPR or from receptions. So I mean, that's true. Yeah, but true. if he he could be getting more rushes, well, he is. He may be if he's still getting you know 25 to 28 touches a game, he'd be on a good pace. Um, but you're right. I mean, the, the catches will definitely come down. That's going to be – Yeah, tough. I mean, if, if you take – obviously, you, you can't take the sample size. It's only one game. But what, that's only uh, like 48 catches? Um, yeah, it puts it puts him on I mean, pace. obviously, he's going to get more, but that's a substantial amount that he could potentially be losing. Yeah, it really is. I mean, and like I said, I don't think he's getting 375 carries, which is that oh, pace. So, what did you say? He how many um, rushing rushing attempts did he have? For he had 23. 23. So that would put him on pace for for 368. Yeah. I don't know if he's doing that. He averaged 18 last year a game. Yeah, yeah, he had less, and but obviously, so five less yeah. carries would put five more catches. I'm thinking about it fantasy wise. <laughs> He's not scoring a touchdown every time he runs the ball. Where when you catch the ball, you get a point. Yep. So I, that's that's where he's going to lose some points, fantasy wise. So yeah, it, it's going to be. I mean, he's still going to be up there for for running back one more sure, but he may not not lead by the seventy five or hundred points he did last year. You say running back one for sure? Um, for sure, I would not say that. Like, I, I mean, I I know I said Josh Jacobs was a lock for top five. Uh, Josh Jacobs could be the one battling for number one if he gets some anywhere near 15 touchdowns. 
And I think that he, with already getting three, I think 15 total touchdowns for him, especially if he gets over 40 catches, come on. Welcome hey, to the bandwagon. You're talking about – I think it's really... still – I think it's still by far CMC is number one, but I don't think people should be paying the ridiculous amounts of, uh, of value that they are paying for him. I've seen some pretty crazy trades. I mean, it's true. I mean, yeah, he had 3.7 yards per attempt, and they were playing the Panthers. I get it. But they used him a lot, and if he gets over 300 touches. What was? What did our buddy Blake uh, just trade um, CMC in our dynasty league? What did he get out of it? He got uh, James Conner and three and first, three I first think. Round picks. And he gave up uh, maybe a third in CMC. That's a lot. Yeah, I was ready to pay my three 21 picks for him. I went first. Then Drake, uh, Kenyon Drake, and way four, go Blake, and four, four and four first. And he said, and he said he wasn't a fan of Kenyon Drake. I was like, oh. <laughs> he didn't say he wasn't a fan. He said something. Well, yeah, we will mention it. We will mention it. Way to go, Blake. Oh, way to go, Blake. Screwed yourself. <laughs> You're good. So All right, let's let's move on now to our impressed or stressed for week two. We will talk about our week ones as well, just to get a little recap. Because uh, we, we had a little up and down week, some of us. Huh? Some of us had good weeks, some of us had bad weeks. I'm going to toot my horn on uh, Calvin Ridley here, finishing as a wide receiver, too. We'll get uh, right back to that, though. But, Keenan, why don't you talk about uh, how your week one was? I thought it went pretty good. I mean, you know, I for my uh, stress, I had Big Ben, um, Todd Gurley. Um, I, thought, I thought those two guys showed up. Uh, Kenny, Kenny Galladay didn't Pretty impressed, sorry. Oh, and, uh, yeah, you for, were talking about you're impressed. For week one? Oh, yeah, you said stressed on accident, but I'm you were sorry, talking yeah. about you're impressed. Yeah, you got you got him good. Um, yeah, I had Big Ben and Todd Gurley. I thought those two guys did did what we were expecting. Um, Kenny Galladay would have been awesome if he would have played, and, I mean, I guess I I guess I should have gave Hayden Hurst a little bit more time uh, to get used to that um, Atlanta offense. Yeah, I like that. And then, you know, I mean, Hayden Hurst, like we said, there's good things to come. And, and uh, yeah, not bad at all, man. Not bad at all. So why don't you tell us a little bit about who you're going to be impressed with for week two? Uh, let's see here. Do you want to start with quarterbacks first or? Mm, yeah, we can start with quarterbacks. Yeah. Well, I'm, I did Josh Allen. Um, I think Cam Newton had a really successful uh, week this past week against Miami. And that's who Josh Allen's playing this week. Um, he's had a great track record against Miami, and so I, I you know, I, I don't think I don't see that changing. And I thought Josh Allen had a great game. Obviously, it was a career day. Besides that, very bad throw and a couple fumbles that he had. But um, I think I think Allen's gonna. I think he's gonna run again, even even though. He says he wants to run less, but he want, I think against that Miami defense, he's going to run run a little bit more and he's going to put up those fancy points. I think uh, I think that's a pretty good uh, I think that's a pretty good selection there. I think uh, he's definitely going to do pretty well. Uh, Eric, before you tell us about your quarterback, you had uh, you had a couple impresses there. Tyler Lockett, uh, Tyler Higby didn't uh, maybe get up to your standards and. Yeah, mine was pretty rough this week. Um, <laughs> I was trying to be a little generous, but uh, but me and my running back, I have Miles Sanders, and we you know we did this before his injury, yeah. before he was ruled out. Uh, obviously, Goff and Higby had a pretty rough week. But yeah, Tyler, Tyler Lockett had a good week, so I was happy about that. Um, 
But uh, yeah. yeah, my my QB two impress this week is a Matthew Stafford. Um, they're going up against the Packers, so you know it could be a, a shootout there if Aaron Rodgers is you know truly back to being Aaron Rodgers. Um, so yeah, I think he's he's gonna he's gonna have a good week this week and uh, throw a few touchdowns there. Hopefully Kenny Galladay is back for him. So you know keep an eye out for that. But either way, I think he'll have a good week. Yeah, I, I'm uh, skeptical on that so far. I'm like, I don't know if Galladay will be back, and they might want to try to run the ball uh, because that's just – I don't think they'll be do. able to. You know, if, <laughs> I, if, if Green Bay is putting touchdowns up, they're going to have to throw the ball. I thought so too, but, I mean, last week they did, uh, they did run the ball a little bit uh, as well, and they weren't necessarily controlling the game, but – yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, I'm going to slide over to talk about my week one. Uh, my impressed. Uh, I had Aaron Rodgers at quarterback, finishes the quarterback two. Uh, Calvin Ridley, like I mentioned, wide receiver two. My sleeper was Stephon Diggs, who had eight catches for 86 yards. Uh, Mike Kosicki didn't do too much. Hopefully that's uh, more more to come with him. And, and we talked about Joe Mixon earlier. Uh, so uh, let's talk about who I want this week for quarterback. Uh, it's going to be Matt Ryan. We can't stop talking about Matt Ryan. Uh, I don't mean to shove Matt Ryan down your throat, but hopefully you drafted him and then you're going to love hearing everything that we have to say about him. Cause my man has a great schedule on top of a great offense. He's playing at the Cowboys. They're going to be behind. Uh, and even if they're ahead, they're going to keep passing cause you're going to want to be ahead. Uh, I think he's going to be a great, uh, a great start this week. Eric, who you got for your running back? Uh, yeah, I got one second. I already forgot. Um, Silly so, Billy, Devin Singletary. Yes, <laughs> my bad. <laughs> um, yeah, so I know everyone's worried about, you know, Zach Moss taking over, um, which which there's definitely a reason for concern there. But, you know, they're playing Miami. You look at it last week, you know, Singletary in the passing game, he had eight targets, so um, or seven targets, excuse me. Um, so especially in PPR leagues, you know, he, he could be getting, you know, maybe a few more carries cause I, I could see us, I could see the bills running the ball a little bit more in this game. Cause they're, you know, I'm assuming they're going to be up for the majority of the game. Um, so they'll, they'll split carries between Moss and Singletary, but I think Singletary is still going to dominate the passing work. That, that kind of goes for me too. I got Robinson and I, and any, anyone I has, you know, touches the ball, I want them starting. Um, that's been so. I got Robinson as an impress this week. Oh, James Robinson. Yeah, James Robinson. I'm sorry. Nice, uh, nice. And I mean, he's played 66 percent of the snaps, and he got 100 percent of the of the um, rushing touches. So anyone that had, puts up those numbers and is on the field that much, I you got You got to you got to start. You can't take those numbers for granted because who else does Jacksonville have? <laughs> Yeah, it's going to be – I really like him, and I think the Titans are going to want to try to run the ball too. So, uh, yeah, that's that's a good selection. Um, even though they're going to be away and, and probably chasing, they look like they do want to give him that ball. Uh, my running back is going to be Chris Carson. Uh, we – as he plays the Pats, we have to assume that, you know, Seattle's probably going to dominate them. And I don't know if they're going to be throwing the ball – 
as much because of that defense, especially if they do get up. So they're probably going to want to try and control it. So I think Chris Carson is a, has a shot for 20 plus touches, um, possibly multiple touchdowns against the Pats. I think he's going to have a really, really good week. You know, I, I still haven't wrapped my mind around that the Patriots might be bad this year. I mean, Cam Newton looked good, and he had the most career he had the most career rush attempts he's ever had. So that was kind of crazy. Yeah. But yeah, it's a new, yeah, yeah. It's it's different. It's different. Julian Edelman's not doing much, uh, and you don't really know who else who else to really count on. Um, but my wide receiver that I'm impressed with, DJ Moore at Tampa Bay. Uh, Carolina is prone to be behind for probably the foreseeable future of all 2020. That defense is rough. They're going to need to keep throwing. Uh, I know they only threw 34 times last week, but uh, they kind of were up and down and and they have McCaffrey. So it makes things a little bit different, but uh, I think DJ Moore is going to be catching the ball uh, a lot more than the three that he had. Uh, he's going to get targeted, and I think he's going to have himself a nice bounce back week. How about you, Keenan? I have Adam Thielen. Um, it's going to be a rough season for the Vikings, especially Kirk Cousins. Uh, I mean, he only had five passes during the first half on Sunday's game against the Packers, and it wasn't until late in the game where they started throwing the ball and finally things opened up for him. But the good news is the Vikings' defense is good, so it's going to give them a chance you know, late in the game to – to close out games. And I don't, I don't see that offense going completely to the run game yet. Um, I think they're going to use Delvin cook and they're going to try to feed Adam Thielen. I know I said earlier in the see earlier in the year where I could see Adam Thielen having most um, receiving um, receptions this season, but I don't think that's going to happen anymore with the way the offense is. But I also think that, you know, the Colts, gave up a lot of big plays against Jacksonville and um, I, th- I think Cousins is a better better quarterback than than uh, Gardner Minshew that's what I'm thinking of so I think, uh, I think <laughs> Adam Thielen will will impress for sure and that offense has no one so he I you know Adam Thielen's become my little love little love love boy here what do you guys call him what'd you call Kelvin Ridley your man's what did Tony? What'd you call uh, Calvin Ridley? Your, my man crush. Your man crush. I think Adam Thielen's becoming my uh, my man's here. Um, I think mm-hmm. he uh, eight targets on the twenty some passes that that Cousins threw. So I'm I'm going with him. Nice. Yeah. Um, yeah. I like I like Thielen as well. Um, but I'm gonna go with my man's, and that's Mike Evans. Um, especially with, you know, Godwin potentially being out. Um, and just overall, it's another week of him getting healthy because he, he almost didn't even play last week, and he, he still played the full game, caught a touchdown. Um, so I'm, I think he's going to, you know, see more targets this week, especially if Godwin's out. He, he could potentially push for, you know, just top five wide receiver overall on the week. Um, so, yeah, I, th- I think he's going to have a great week. Yeah, mine is um, my tight ends, Jared Cook. Uh, I think it's a pretty easy one with the situation of Mike Mike Thomas being out. Michael Thomas, uh, they're at Oakland, and I think Jared Cook's just he's going to get at least you know eight to ten targets. It's probably a lock for a touchdown. Maybe could even get in a second one. 
Uh, I think he's going to be Drew Brees' favorite target after Elvin Kamara. So, uh, Jared Cook, that's a no-brainer for me. Uh, he's going to be he's going to be a lock, like I said. Yeah, for me, I got um, my boy Dallas Goddard. I I'm slowly starting to think. I mean, uh, I think in the off season, I said at first, I think that eventually he's going to take over, and that's why I traded Ertz in a couple of dynasty leagues. But I think we saw the the, the it started slowly to, to happen um, week one here. He played 81% of snaps. Yes, Ertz played 85% of snaps because they run that 12 personnel offense. And I think Carson Wentz is going to use both those tight ends. Who else do they have? I mean, they have the rookie, um, Rieger. Other than that, do they have anyone else? So I think Blake – excuse me. I think Goller's going to be a perfect start for you this week. Yeah, and they said Deshaun Jackson's going to get roped in uh, slowly, so that that doesn't bode well for him. But it helps definitely for, like you said, Goddard and Ertz. And Goddard finishes in tight end one overall last week. I mean, I think Goddard has that big play um, explosion where Ertz doesn't anymore. Where Ertz is just going to get those underneath passes and more of a red zone target. I mean, you saw Goddard catch that big play and run it. I forgot what it was. Was a 30, 40 yard touchdown, whatever it was. Yeah, and they didn't pay Ertz either. Yeah. Like those contract talks did not go well. And I don't think it's a coincidence. Let's start listening to me more. Why <laughs> I kept trading Ertz in the offseason. Yeah, yeah. Eric, you're impressed. He's got Tyler Higby. All right, move on. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's a guy actually that you probably potentially picked up on your waiver wire this week. And that is uh, Logan Thomas. Um, you know, he had a, a, a great week one. Uh, he was with the tight end seven. Um, he, he had the most targets on the team with a 26% target share. He gets to face the Arizona Cardinals in week two, who, you know, over the past few years, you know, even longer have been just terrible against tight end. Um, and yeah, I don't I don't see any reason as to why why he won't get at least another seven eight targets this game. So you know I think he's going to impress again, especially someone coming off the waiver wire. Um, and yeah, potentially potentially even lead lead the team in targets again. Okay, all right, that's an interesting one. That's an he's, interesting. He's been one getting for talked sure. up all training he camp is? too, and you know, yeah, so com- converted core, uh, quarterback, right? Yeah, quarterback end? to tight end, yeah, two tight end, yeah. So, uh, yeah, that, that's a good one. Why don't you why don't you talk to us about your sleeper? Yeah, mine kind of uh, goes with Mike Evans and um, also kind of only goes with if Godwin sits out, um, and that's Scotty Miller. Uh, you know, you even saw last game they were targeting him, trying to get him the ball. Um, you know, I, I think Tom Brady likes him, and especially if Godwin's going to sit out, he, he could have a, have a sneaky good game. That is a pretty good sneaky one. How uh... – how about you, Keenan? Yeah, I got J.K. Dobbins. I think we saw the start of it um, last week where Dobbins and um, Ingram kind of split carries. Dobbins got those two late touchdowns. I think slowly that offense is going to um, start to give the ball to J.K. Dobbins a little bit more than Ingram, and I think it's going to be it's going to be sooner than later. Um, so yeah, I'm going to go with J.K. Dobbins, and if you if you can put him in a flex, I think you'll be pretty happy with that. I've got another rookie as my sleeper, and that's going to be C.D. Lamb. 
Uh, I really like this game. As I mentioned, they're playing Atlanta. It's going to be a shootout. He had six targets last week. Uh, I think there's a chance that he could find the end zone this week, especially with Jarwin being out. And, and now they're just going to probably concentrate a lot of those targets to, to him, Gallup, and Amari. Uh, so I really like uh, um, uh, CeeDee Lamb as a strong flex play this week. Yeah, he was. I was debating between him and Slayton as my winners. Uh, just as my winners for week one, just because, you know, he already, you know, he, he had more targets than Gallup already. I know, you know, Gallup and Amari, uh, you know, we're, we're facing the top coverage, but it's going to be like that every game. Um, and CD Lamb, he was in on 82% of the team's plays. So, I mean, it, he, he's going to be out there. You know, he already has a connection with Dak, it seems like. And, you know, I, I think he, there's good things to come for him. You cool. love that CD Lamb, don't you? Oh yeah. <laughs> oh man, Keenan, let's uh, let's move on over to our stressed players. Uh, let's go over uh, week two here. Uh, week one, you did a good job. You had Darnold, Le'Veon Bell, Odell Beckham, and Evan Ingram. All of them kind of kind of struggling. So, re- how's your week two going to look? Everyone needs to start listening to me some more. You know. <laughs> Um, I got Drew Locke for quarterback. Um, we saw what Pittsburgh did to Daniel Dimes, and I don't, I don't see that changing this week. Um, it's at Pittsburgh. Um, they're going to shut, shut another young quarterback down. And my big red flag is, is Corbin Sutton going to play? Um, and it, until I, until I know further, further what's going on with that, I don't, I don't, I don't, I would avoid starting Drew Locke. Tough matchup, really tough matchup there. I mean, the Titans' defense is good, but not Pittsburgh defense. Yeah, they they are they are definitely good, and it, it will be tough. Um, that's not a bad one, but uh, I'm I'm going to talk about Deshaun Watson for mine. Uh, he's playing Baltimore, and he looked good with that connection with Will Fuller. Everybody else just kind of looks sloppy, though. I, I just. Did, Watson just looked like he was running around even more than he did with when Hopkins uh, was there. So I think now that they're playing Baltimore, whom just handily took care of Baker Mayfield, um, I think Watson might struggle again this week. Um, so maybe maybe don't be expecting that 20-plus point uh, this week unless he can squeak in a rushing touchdown, and that might save his day. Oh, and I also – sorry, let's talk about um, my stress that I uh, – had for last uh, last week. Uh, I did Daniel Jones, Jonathan Taylor, Amari Coop, Cooper, and Rob Gronkowski. So not too shabby there. Amari did want to have a nice game, and, and we've beat the dead horse on Jonathan Taylor. Uh, Eric, who do you got for your quarterback? Um, yeah, uh, well, I'll run down what I had last week first. Um, I did much better on my stress than impressed last week. Uh, I had Baker... Uh, Baker Mayfield, Kareem Hunt, A.J. Green. Uh, and then the only one I really missed on was uh, Noah Fant. Uh, we did do these before. You know, we, we knew about the Cortland Sutton being out. So um, I think that had a big big thing to do with him, uh, you know, getting more targets than I, th- I think he will come down the stretch. But um, for this week, I went with uh, Teddy Bridgewater. Uh, you know, last week he had a really good week. Um, but you look at what Tampa Bay did to Drew Brees last. I mean, I know the Saints won, but if you look at it, you know, on 30 attempts, Drew Brees only threw for 160 yards. 
Um, so, I, you know, Tampa Bay is a good defense, so I think it's going to be tough for Teddy and that offense to go in there and, and do what they did this week. Brady's going to light it up. I'll tell you right now. He's not, there's no way that he, uh, he lets Carolina win that game. Uh, yeah, you're not wrong. I, I don't think that's going to happen either. Not at all. Austin Eckler, I just I have to be I have to be stressed about him this week. They're playing against the Chiefs. Yeah, I know that means they're gonna be playing from behind and throwing the ball a lot. But we just saw Tyrod Taylor throw that ball down the field, second most of any quarterbacks. I just I feel like if he's gonna be running the ball and they're not gonna be throwing it to him too much, he's probably not gonna be running the ball 19 times again because they're gonna be trying to throw it. So. Uh, might might have a little bit of a pause here for uh, for my stress running back for Eckler. Yeah, I got Cam Akers for my running back stress until until I see that offense start shifting um, to Cam Akers as the lead back there. I'm gonna try try not to start him unless it's a deep league. Um, if I have Malcolm Brown, I'm starting I'm starting him over Akers. So until like I said, until um, Sean McVay commits to Akers. Um, I'm staying away from him. Yeah, yeah, that, that that's gonna be tougher with Malcolm Brown and everything. Um, yeah, I, yeah. Um, I am gonna go with Melvin Gordon. Um, I, obviously, it was clear what the Steelers did to Saquon last week. Um, so I really, I don't think there's much to say. This whole Denver offense is gonna struggle, uh, and and I don't I don't think it's gonna be very good for for Gordon. Uh, you know, you saw what Saquon he had. Uh, 15 rushes for six yards. I don't know. It's going to be a rough week for Gordon. All right, I'm going to move to my stressed wide receiver, and that's going to be T.Y. Hilton uh, playing against the Vikings. Uh, you know, we saw the Colts last week. We saw Phillip Rivers come in, and, and he still he still looked rough. Uh, he threw a lot of short passes. Hilton got nine targets, but only had four catches. Uh, I just I don't think that uh, he's going to be able to do it this week against the Vikings, and I think that they're just going to throw a lot of more short passes. So Hilton is somebody I'd be benching, or if I had to, at worst uh, the flex. Um, that's where I'd have him. So how about you, Keenan, for your uh, wide receiver? I got Marvin Jones, uh, wide receiver for Detroit Lions, and it has nothing to do with with him. It's because the possibility of Kenny Galladay being out. And to me, I think Marlon Jones clearly works better as a part of a tag team with Kenny Galladay. When, as, so if Kenny Galladay is out there, he takes a lot of pressure off of Marvin Jones. And until, until, uh, until Kenny Galladay is back there, back on the field, I don't want to start Marvin Jones as a wide receiver for, for me. Um, plus that Lions passing game kind of struggled a little bit last week, um, especially to, there late in the game um, when they couldn't close it out. So, I'm going to stay away from Marvin Jones. Nice, nice, yeah. Um, my guy I'm going to go with is Will Fuller. And, you know, they're facing the Ravens, and we obviously just saw what they did to OBJ in that in that uh, Browns offense. Um, I know he had a good week uh, this week, but, you know, just as what, Antonio, you had Deshaun Watson as your uh, uh, stress quarterback? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, I guess I'm with you on that one. I'm just kind of worried about this offense as a whole. Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be tough, man. It's gonna be tough pickings for them. But maybe, hey, maybe Deshaun comes out and surprises us, and he throws, and it's a real big shootout, and he throws for 400 yards and five touchdowns, and, and 
We look like yeah. fools. Yeah. I mean, that could happen. That's the kind of world that uh, that Deshaun Watson can live in, and, and now Will Fuller. Will Fuller. Um, yeah, so uh, I'm going to move on then to our tight ends. Uh, Noah Fant, I think we're all kind of hitting on Denver here as, as really being a sit for, for all facets of uh, positions here. Uh, you know, he was great last week, had the five catches, had a radio yards, had a touchdown, uh, but Cortland Sutton wasn't there. He probably is coming back this week. Even if he isn't, we, you know, Keenan, you talked about Drew Locke. Um, I mean, it's just going to be tough. So I don't know if I can see Noah Fant really getting that 80 yards and six uh, or, and uh, touchdown again. So you're probably more looking at maybe 40 yards and a touchdown. So he's still serviceable for you. But if you have another option, uh, you know, maybe like a TJ Hawkinson, I'd play over him. Uh, Hayden Hurst, I definitely would play over him. Jared Cook for sure. Yeah, what about Gronk? No, I'd actually, I'd probably go OJ. I'd even go OJ Howard over Noah Fant. I actually like OJ Howard more than Gronk. Yeah. I think he's going to take over. He's a big sleeper in my book uh, for someone out there. If OJ's on your waiver wire, which I've seen, I think he has a chance to do some special things later this year. I, and, I, and I agree with you. That's why I have Gronk as my, um, as my, uh, I'm not playing him this week because. He didn't impress me last week. Two catches for 11 yards. I thought, you know, that Brady would target him a little bit more just because he's familiar with Gronk. But I think the Gronk era is going to end. Um, and uh, here's a ball take for you. I don't think – I think he gets cut eventually. And I don't think he finishes the season there. It just – So, like, like that O.J. Howard's going to take over eventually and – and what's the point of having Gronk then if you're just – O.J. Howard's a better Gronk. Let's just put it that way. He is, but they're better on the field uh, for at least taking people away. I mean, I know he played more snaps than O.J., but like if I Gronk said. Gronk gets cut, guess what? If Gronk can, gets cut, he can always go back <laughs> to – Cameron Bray. He can always go back to the WWE. He was a 24-7 champion over there, so he could always try to go get his title back. <laughs> yeah, I think as long as Brady's there, uh, Gronk will be there as long as he wants to be. Um, yeah. But yeah, but I'll move on to mine. Uh, I'm going Mike Jacecki. Um, yeah, he didn't really do a whole lot last week either, but you know, I think it'll be more of the same for that. Um, Devontae Parker, it looks like he's going to be playing. Um, and they're facing the Bills. So, you know, it, it could be uh, another rough, rough week for him, which could, I do believe, I think it could turn into him being, you know, a good, you know, buy low option on the season. Uh, if, if you need a tight end. True, but Edmonds, uh, Tremaine Edmonds and Matt Milano might not be playing. Yeah, I th- you know, I was thinking that too, but, I, you know, it just with the system, I, th- I think the defense is still going to be just fine. Yeah, you know I'm a big Gasicki truther, so uh, if he's going to if he's gonna get it right, uh, he'd have to get it right sooner than later. Uh, so that's all of our uh, stress and impress for the week. Uh, hopefully, uh, hopefully week one was kind to you. Hopefully week two is even better. Uh, that's also going to wrap up the episode. Any, uh, any closing thoughts from you guys? I need a win this week in a few more leagues and lose. Cause I had a rough week last week. And also it'd be nice if my players would not get hurt this week. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, there was a lot of high scoring games in some leagues, man. There was, a. There was a lot going on. It was good to see. It was good to see. Well, how was for you with Dennis Reagan's uh, Western New York team putting up 160 points? Man, 
that just proves anything can happen in fantasy. <laughs> it's all it proves. Yeah, I talked to him after uh, Monday, and he was uh, shocked himself. And he probably went to sleep, didn't he watch the games, woke up, and but I need 160 points. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, we'll man. But uh, like I said, that's going to wrap it up for this week. Uh, thanks again for listening. Uh, make sure, again, you're following us on Twitter at the Dynasty, at Dynasty Mafia underscore FF. Find me at Antonio Denisi FF, Keenan at Keenan underscore 716, and you can find Eric at Eric D underscore FF. Check us out on YouTube, anywhere else, uh, you know, you get your podcasts and uh, any reviews and feedback, always appreciated. Mafia out.